Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Joe Ovius joins us, and I have to lead off with one question, Joe. Have you been eating or chewing gum from this decade since our last encounter with each other at ACC kickoff? No, 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 no. I'm, I have uh, flushed that out of my system, although I believe uh, before you guys called, I was watching the latest episode of Hard Knocks, and I, I believe, the, I haven't watched Hard Knocks yet, I just watched it because of the, I knew they were going to feature Panther stuff, right? So I don't know if you guys watched the Hard Knocks episode mm-hmm. uh, from last night. Uh, but no, I, I believe that the way they portray Aaron Rodgers made me gag worse than that old gum. Let's I mean, get my it. goodness. My goodness, what an <laughs> infomercial for that dude. Whew. It's nonstop, and there is not a happier person in this studio than one Wes Bryant, who spent really the first 45 minutes doing the same thing you were, just you know, really disappointed with the way that Aaron Rodgers was being framed here. Not a big Aaron Rodgers fan. I mean, Joe, what about the way that the team just acts like he is just Jesus returning. <laughs> I mean, it is ridiculous. I'm like, did you guys not see these pedestrian playoff games? And, about it. Yeah, and, and the games that he's lost and how he threw yeah, teammates I mean, under the bus and the way he left Green Bay, and they just act like that he is just a god. I mean, look, I think Robert Sala, uh, not to get too derailed here, but uh, Robert Sala coming straight out of central casting for a cool uh, – that, that's a cool dude, okay? So I could watch him talk all day. Uh, he's absolutely right that their defensive line, that's their baby, and – I, that, to me, was the takeaway from Hard Knocks was, yeah, you start in those joint practices. The Panthers' offensive line is going to be a little bit of a problem this year. They got one of the best offensive lines. So what we saw this past weekend, not exactly a surprise for people. But, yeah, the, the, the look, you know how this is in New York, man. They're going to love you right now. Let's see how they exactly. go. Exactly. Very, a very difficult AFC East. This is not the old AFC East. This is a very difficult AFC East with the Dolphins and the Bills. We know that uh, we know that Bill Belichick isn't a dummy. You know he's going to scheme up some stuff. It's going to be tough, man. And you know how it is in New York. The minute they go on a little bit of a losing streak or they look they, they get a little panicky, that media is going to rip them. And what do we know about what do we know about Aaron Rodgers? He can go run to Pat McAfee, but they're going to take all those clips. They're going to put them on the back pages, and he's going to get really in his feelings about some Photoshop and a headline they're going to do on the back of the post. And that's what I'm really that's, – that's the hard knocks I want to watch. Not the preseason stuff. I want to see Aaron Rodgers in real time reacting. The def- but we'll get to that later. Yep. The defensive film room acted like they won the Super Bowl on a back-of-the-end-zone Alan Lazard Fierce. touchdown. Fierce. The defense. It's not the offense. The defense. He's ours. Yeah. We got Aaron Rodgers. They were so excited off of a practice throw. And the defense like, you play like that, we're going to win the Super Bowl. Right. He's ours, fellas. All right, let's get to some college conversation. That's the voice of Joe Ovius on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Go check him out, especially on YouTube, Ovius and Gilio Podcast. You can also check him out on Twitter or X, however you refer to it, at Joe Ovius. Joe, so we're past the August 15th deadline to depart the ACC for the 2024 season. It's come and gone. Sorry, not so sorry to Florida State. We also have the expansion conversation, particularly with Cal and Stanford. That was not approved. Here's my question because there's a lot of things to break down here. My real question is, what's next for the ACC and Florida State as we get ready for this upcoming season? Are you guys, um, are you guys like Marvel movie watchers or uh, Star Wars? I am. Yeah, sure. Wes is a yes. monster Marvel watcher. Okay. 
All right, so Wes, you, you, you know where I'm going with this. Man, they had a really great 10-year run leading up to Endgame, right? Yes. And then now, every summer, you kind of get like the same thing. Like, oh, okay, here's this visual spectacle fight. Oh, they're chasing this next artifact they have to get to solve this. Oh, here's a wise-cracking animal. <laughs> like, after a while, you get a little fatigue from it. Yes. And you don't, you just don't want to watch it again. And I think that's where we're at with conference realignment over the last three summers. It goes beyond just the ACC. And I'm, this, is, this is the part where going forward is going to be fascinating. And the ACC can try to add Stanford and Cal to maybe add members to the grant of rights that runs them through 2036. And it could be voting members that can keep Florida State and Clemson stuck in the conference uh, for a little bit longer before it's finally financially appetizing for them to fight it in court. Okay. So that could be the long game here, even though I do think the right move is to just sit and use the golden handcuffs that is your goal, your, your grant of rights. But here's the conversation we're going to start having next summer. It's not about the ACC. It's about the teams that are in a bloated Big Ten. It's about the teams in a bloated SEC and the next contract for television and just how much money they want to dole out to all these conferences. You can't kick a school out because you want to talk about lawsuits. Try, you know, if you're Maryland or Rutgers and the Big Ten says, hey, yeah, guys, uh, buyer's remorse, we want you out of here, they're going to get sued, and they don't want that. However, they can tell these schools, the Vanderbilts of the world, the, the Illinois of the world, right? Hey, yeah, so you're getting an equal share. That's not really working for us anymore, so you're going to get less of a cut. And by the time we get to that next television contract, the big one, probably in 2035, 2036 timeframe, why wouldn't the elite level schools share any of the money, period, with any of these conferences and go and create this super league? I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing, depending on what you like. If you're like me and you still care about things like college basketball and you care about regional rivalries, this actually could be beneficial to the NC State and Carolinas of the world because then you're not focused with all these crappy football games that you don't really give a damn about anymore, and you let the big boys take care of that stuff at their Super League level. So I do think that's where things are going in the next 10 years, uh, but in the meantime, we're going to have whiny Florida State uh, <laughs> you know, trying to act like they're playing 40 chess with everybody when all they're really doing is kind of sound like my old Cuban grandparents and great uncles at Christmas time where they talked about all this money they used to make and how much money they could be making if they were still in Cuba. I mean, that's all this <laughs> is right now. Well, and Joe, I mean, you've referred to it as the golden handcuffs a couple of times, right? You're referring to the grant of rights being the golden yeah. handcuffs, keeping Florida state within the ACC, whether they like it or not. And FSU besides a couple of outliers and those circumstances, if those don't come about, then they're just stuck within the conference. Here's my question, Joe. Are we going to have this Florida State ACC convo every year or two until the grant of rights and those golden handcuffs come yes. off? Yes. I mean, we did. We had it 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, we had a conversation with Holden Thorpe, the former chancellor at North Carolina, and he was the chair of the presidents of the ACC that was instrumental in getting this grant of rights locked in. By the way, the grant of rights that Florida State voted yes to and celebrated. But in our conversation with him, which – you can listen to on the Obvious and Julio podcast that hmm. his he he there were two no votes. This this is another interesting tidbit. There were two no votes back then, and those no votes came from Florida State and Virginia, but they came 
from for different reasons. Virginia was more of like a weird political thing. Florida State was just more about being whiny and Florida State, and they needed to feel like loved, right? So John Swafford, the commissioner at the time, went down to Tallahassee and made them feel loved. I don't know if ACC Commissioner Jeff Phillips can have the same kind of soothing effect on Florida State to make them feel loved, nor do I think in the era that we're in where everybody has an opinion and on social media, you have ADs that are way more willing to talk to you, like Bubba Cunningham, athletics director at North Carolina, who talked to us about the grant of rights, talked to my former colleague Adam Gold, uh, which went you know national because he said, quit your barking. That stuff is playing out now, and I do put that as a reflection on the current commissioner who cannot keep the political business behind closed doors. So long-winded way of saying, yes, we're going to deal with this until dot, dot, dot. Joe Ovius joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can follow him on Twitter at Joe Ovius. And Joe, how do you think ACC fans should feel with the league now looking like it's going to stay intact for the foreseeable future? And I said that the players and coaches don't really care about this, so we should be able to continue to get uh, good teams, good players, good games. How should ACC fans feel now that the conference looks like it's not going to be a part of any other conference's expansion? Uh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll put it like this. I mean, I don't know about you guys. You guys actually still work for a media company. I'm now just kind of doing my small LLC thing. You guys didn't get a percentage of the ACC's television deal, did you? Huh, my no, wallet did not. screams a resounding no. no. <laughs> okay, I'm just double-checking, you know, because I don't get the super-secret media emails anymore. <laughs> so I, I'm just curious. You didn't get a cut, right? Nope. I'm, I'm pretty sure back when I was working for a big company, I didn't get a cut either. I don't get a check from NC State. I don't get a check from Greensboro. So I don't see why everybody's so wrapped up in this money. It doesn't affect me. When I'm watching football games on a Saturday, I just care if my team wins. Now, if you want to make this argument, well, we can't win because we don't have the money. That's not true. You don't win because you make poor decisions. Clemson manages to be a national title contender with the same economic forces. What's the excuse? Texas has all the money in the world. And they're deciding to go to the SEC. They didn't need the SEC's money. What they needed was a way to backdoor their way into the college football playoff, and that's where the SEC comes in. But even with all their money, they still make poor decisions and lose. So this everybody being tied up in money is really, really tiring at this point in time. Now, as far as ACC fans are concerned, here's my prediction. Florida State plays LSU to start things off, right? Mm-hmm. I have the schedule in front of me. What do you think the percentage of ACC fans would cackle, love the schadenfreude if Florida State gets their ass handed to them by LSU? Oh, we've talked about it a lot. Like, we all are wanting it. Everybody wants it to happen. Everybody wants it. So I am here for that. I am here to watch Florida State after a summer of whining get handed to them by LSU. I'm, I'm here for it. And that's what I think everybody's rooting for right now. And then, Joe, uh, they talked about with the potential of Kyle and Stanford joining and Notre Dame trying to work behind the scenes <laughs> to make that happen. Yeah. Hey, what do you feel like, if any chances, Notre Dame, since they're trying to make decisions in the background, will ever come to the foreground and join the doggone league as a football uh, partner? Is that something else to watch for maybe in 2036 or maybe them going to some other league? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know if you all have ever been in a relationship where, you know, you're with a significant other and they basically just kind of get away with everything they want. And then you wonder why, you know, you wonder why, you know, it's a it's a terrible relationship. I almost cursed there. 
So <laughs> it's not Notre YouTube, Dame. Joe. Okay, I like know, it's, not, it's podcast. not YouTube. It's not podcast. FCC won't let me be. So here's the thing: Jack Swarbrick is on his way out. He's the AD at Notre Dame. His last year is 2024. I think he's going off to be the college football playoff guy. Right. The fact that it's not so much it's not so much that they have a full vote on ACC matters. It's fine. That doesn't bother me. What bothers me is that nobody – I just got done reading Andrea Adelson's piece on ESPN. I did not see a single quote from an AD, athletic administrator, or a president anonymously say, Notre Dame can sit their ass down when it comes to this topic of expansion when they know full damn well this would stop if they just joined the ACC. That's the part that bothers me, that nobody has the testicular fortitude to tell Notre Dame, we saved you in 2020 in the pandemic season. You would not have had a schedule. The Big Ten wasn't going to take you. You couldn't have pieced together a schedule because everything was conference. We brought you in. We saved your season. The least you could do is make this go away. And then getting back to the start of this conversation, when the elite schools decide to break off, then you can go on your merry way and do whatever it is that you want to do. Stanford and Cal is a classic case of presidents looking out for other presidents. Presidents care about academics. Those are two high academic schools. They feel bad for them, so they're trying to throw them a lifeline. Obviously, wiser people made the no votes, and now we're here. Joe, I don't want to limit you, but I wanted to get this one question in before break. I watched your episode with former UNC Chancellor Holden Thorpe on YouTube. It's fantastic. If you care about this sort of thing, great info. Joe and Ovius and Gilio podcast on YouTube. Great info, right? Even Gilio is saying to Holden Thorpe, you are a part of the group that should not be making football decisions, as you just kind of (laughs) referenced. Like, he's telling Holden, I probably shouldn't be doing this. And Holden's like, yeah. I agree. I shouldn't have been doing it. So with the current system, right, we can get into the system questions maybe later on, but with the system in place as it is right now, how much faith should we put in the decision makers within the conference? Zero. Absolutely zero. Uh, They're academics. They should be caring about grants. They should be caring about enrollments and fundraising for the school and everything else. I'm I'm not diminishing, by the way. I'm not diminishing their role. These are really important things because these are the things that ultimately matter in the grand scheme of things, right? But when it comes to this kind of stuff, football makes everything worse. We love football, but behind the scenes, it makes everything worse. And they should not be making these decisions. They should just focus on something else, get somebody else to to power. I mean, look, Mike Krzyzewski has been saying this for years, even before he retired, that there needs to be independent oversight on revenue sports and take that stuff out of the hands of the universities. Will we eventually get to that point? I'm not sure because as, as the very famous philosophers Wu Tang said, cash rules, everything around me. And these presidents, as much as they care about academic missions, they get really caught up in the cash as well. And football brings a lot of money to the table. But again, it causes problems, and that's why we're here. I choose to live by diversify your bonds if we're going philosophical <laughs> views from Wu-Tang, but I like that one yes. as well. That is the voice of Joe Ovius on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Go check him out, Ovius and Gilio podcast on YouTube. The OG is on YouTube. He's also on Twitter. Follow him at Joe Ovius. Always appreciate the time, man. Great stuff. Thanks, Joe. Take it easy.